Hello to all on this Tuesday afternoon. I hope that you are doing well and having a good week and that you are feeling the presence and blessing of the Lord. Uh, this week is going to be a fun week as we look at uh, some of the Psalms that uh, are songs for the road. Uh, if you saw my little note a little bit earlier, uh, talking about this upcoming lessons uh, today and Thursday, uh, you noticed that I uh, asked if you uh, had anything special that you did on road trips. And my family and I certainly do. Uh, we had all, we always enjoy traveling when the girls were little. Uh, you might find that a bit surprising if you have traveled with children before, but our kids slept. In fact, so did their mother. Shh. Which I always loved because, number one, I love to drive. And number two... I love to be at the controls of the radio. It was so great. I was able to control what we listened to, and I didn't hear any squawking uh, from beside me or in the back because they weren't exactly their favorites. Joyce and I were almost always on the same page, but we did have a few special cassettes that uh, our children were not real fans of. Uh, the one that our family remembers most of the time is uh, a minute work cassette that we had, uh, which was um, great music, still is great music. And of course, our kids remember, who can it be now? And the fact that it irritated them so much just kind of makes it even better. And so now when we hear something from Minute Work uh, in, a, in a song or on the radio or uh, on Pandora or whatever we're listening to, then we think about those days. And occasionally uh, their mother and I might just send them a little note and let them know what we're listening to. Always fun. Uh, road trips are fun. Maybe you play word games. Maybe you try to get all 50 states of license plates. Um, maybe you, you know, do games. Uh, I see something blue, uh, the sky, no, that car, yes, that, that sort of thing. We did, we did all of those things. And, um, and of course, food was always a big deal, especially for my children's father. <clears throat> yes, I, uh, those of you who know me, whether it's a trip to Ukraine to do mission work or just a trip from Arlington to San Antonio or a trip uh, wherever, um, I am going to pack food. I, I, it's just a thing with me. When I'm on the road, I like to have something that I can eat and something that I can drink. And I may not eat it all that I brought. Never do. But at the same time, I really like having it. And I do eat a lot of it. Um, and so that's always good. Safely, of course. Safely, of course. But um, yeah, I like snacks for the road. Maybe you do as well. I don't know. Uh, but I. it's always fun. Uh, to go on a, a road trip. Um, and um, and it's interesting that in the Psalms, uh, they have a playlist. They have a playlist for the Old Testament Jews who would travel. They would go on trips from wherever they were to Jerusalem for the special festivals like the Passover or the Tabernacles or Pentecost or whatever. And other special times, I'm sure, as well. Uh, such as when Joseph and Mary had to go uh, register for the census before Jesus was born. Well, that was a, a different kind of road trip, and it wasn't exactly to Jerusalem, 
uh, to Bethlehem, likely from um, uh, uh, up in Galilee to, uh, to Bethlehem. That's a long journey. Uh, but they were able to make that trip, and likely they, they may have thought about these psalms as well. They're called the Psalms of Ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T. And the reason they're called that is because Jerusalem was up in the mountains, as we're going to see from a great psalm that inspires one of our favorite songs in our church today. That's a pretty contemporary. We've only been singing it uh, since I moved here five years ago. Um, and uh, it, it's uh, Surround Us, O Lord, and it starts out as the mountains surround Jerusalem. Uh, and that's what, um, that's, Jerusalem was in a, a hill country. And so when you talk about going, even though you're going north from Jerusalem uh, to Galilee or to Antioch of Syria uh, or Tarsus, as Paul would go to his hometown, um, you, you talked about going down because Jerusalem was up. Jerusalem was up high in the mountains of Judea. And, uh, and so these were psalms called Psalms of Ascent, and they're Psalms 120 through 134. And they were basically the playlist for the Jews when they would be traveling, especially for the festivals, because they were going to worship. We could also say that these are going to church songs. These are songs for the road, for when you're on your way to church when you're on your way to worship. I know the church is not a building. I know the church is the people. I get all that. But also we, we are very familiar uh, with that phrase, going to church. And, um, and, and that's basically what they were doing. When they would go to Jerusalem, they were going to worship. They were going to meet with their fellow Jewish brothers and sisters uh, to make special uh, time together in direct worship to God at, uh, at Jerusalem. Uh, when it was up and standing at the temple that housed uh, the Holy of Holies and the most holy place, uh, that most holy place, and um, where the Ark of the Covenant was and the mercy seat of God, which was the top cover of that box overlaid with gold. Uh, and that top, uh, that top of that box that was in between those two angels um, was where, the, to the Jews, the presence of God actually dwelt on this earth. Uh, and they knew that there was no temple that could hold God, no box, no atonement cover or mercy seat. But at the same time, that was something that was very special to them, according to the instructions given to Moses in the wilderness uh, in the days of the tabernacle and then later when Solomon builds the temple. Uh, so it was a very special thing. So uh, it's going to be interesting looking at these uh, psalms. The trip to Jerusalem uh, was a, an important trip, and it it uh, is something that's been written about a lot, these psalms of ascent. Eugene Peterson in his book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction, uh, is uh, written a lot about these psalms and, and about what this meant. And one of the things that he writes in that book is the contrast between uh, disciple and pilgrim. Um, there was uh, the, the followers of uh, God were certainly disciples. And uh, we see that in a special way in the Gospels as the disciples of Christ were following Jesus. And then, uh, of course, we uh, read about it in uh, uh, the book of Acts. Um, and these are learners. Disciple is a learner, and there's some someone who is interested in learning more about their faith and about the faith. 
but then there's also the term uh, pilgrim. Pilgrim is someone who's on a journey. Um, we sing songs about that, like, here we are, but straying pilgrims. Love that song. I think it was number 64 in the old songbook that we had when I was at Lackland Terrace in high school. Uh, a fun song. I, I always enjoyed uh, singing that song. A pilgrim is someone who has not arrived yet. Pilgrim is someone who is on a journey. Uh, and it's, it's someone who acknowledges, hey, this world is not my home. Uh, and uh, we have set out for that place that Jesus has left us to go prepare for us, as John 14 uh, tells us. But it, as we remember that, um, uh, Eugene Peterson writes uh, about another contrast, and that's the contrast between monuments and footprints. And he uh, uses this, uh, made this contrast made by William Faulkner. Uh, and uh, uses it in his book on the Psalms of Ascent. And he says this, a monument only says, at least I got this far, while a footprint says, this is where I was when I moved again. Don't you love that? And so these songs for the road are footprints, not monuments. They're mile markers, not memorials. Eugene Peterson, such a gifted writer, and it, and he's exactly right. That, that's our journey, really, as Christians. It's a process. Paul says to the Philippians, "Hey, look, I I haven't I haven't gotten this yet. I haven't arrived yet. I press on uh, towards that goal of being in heaven and the resurrection and living out our life uh, with the Lord. That's what Paul wanted, and that's what we want too. And that makes us pilgrims." And so we need a playlist. We need songs for the road. And that's an important thing because these could be saved. Again, these could be called songs on the way to church. Uh, and, you know, we live in a, in a difficult time. This pandemic year has been hard. Of course, the election is now over, but not, not <clears throat> uncontested. And so we are, are praying and prayerful for God's will to be done and for our country to uh, be able to resolve this and go forward and the way God would have us to go forward. And as his people, the, the ultimate outcome is um, important, of course, but it doesn't change who we are and what we do. And, uh, and, and one of those things that we do is gather with the church. Uh, during this COVID-19 uh, year, we have uh, we have really missed being with all of our church family. And so I want to ask you for just a moment before we get into a few of the Psalms of Ascent today, uh, if, if you're ready, you know, if you're ready to get on the road and go to church, to go and meet with your brothers and sisters to worship the Lord as a community, um, talking some about the assembly and worship over the next uh, in the next, in a couple of weeks uh, here in a series uh, that I'm doing here at West Irwin. And, um, and, and we have to ask ourselves, you know, what kind of priority is that? I realize that there are many people who are not coming just yet because they don't feel safe and they are especially vulnerable to this coronavirus. And I understand that. And I don't want you to feel pressure uh, to go and, and cause yourself to be unsafe. Thankfully, we have uh, great alternatives 
in online worship of various types. And what a blessing that has been. I have such wonderful, faithful friends that haven't made it back to church yet. They're going to come, though. I know that. I know that they're going to be back as soon as they can. And uh, for others, they've already come back. But the question that I want to ask you is if you're, uh, are you you going to come back? Are you ready when it's safe and the time is right for you and your family? Are you ready to commit uh, to being there in the assembly with God's people? And are you excited about that? Uh, Praying for that. Uh, I know people are, and I love and appreciate you so very much. And these songs are a witness to that. These songs for the road, uh, Psalms of Ascent, uh, give us that playlist on the way to church. They tell us about what these folks were going through. And we want people to know that the reason that we assemble together is not because uh, we you know, have it all together, but it's exactly the opposite. We assemble together because it, life, is, life is hard. And sometimes faith is really challenging. And a life of faith is is difficult. And that's why God called us to be in community, to be in a church, uh, to be in a body of fellow believers who can give us that encouragement and who also need our encouragement. That's the thing about being in the assembly with God's people is it's not just about you being encouraged, but it's about your presence and your interaction being an encouragement to someone else that just may need that exact thing that exact service. You may not even know about it. You may not ever know about it. But that's why God said, I want you to not forsake assembling together. Uh, some are already in the habit of doing that, and I and I don't want you to be like that. But rather, encourage one another. Meet together and encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. If you're not able to be here uh, in our assemblies or at your church on Sundays, then what are you doing to maintain that contact and, and that interaction and, and receive encouragement from others and, and give them your encouragement as well? It is oh so important uh, to be a connected part of a church family. Uh, that's from God's Word. That's from the New Testament. And, uh, and so again, I, I'm not pressuring anybody to go to church before it's safe for them. The last thing we want is for people uh, to become sick with this horrible virus which is very serious for, especially for older folks, especially for those who have health issues that are make them more vulnerable uh, and, and make it more difficult actually to recover uh, if they uh, test positive. Um, not saying that at all, but what I am saying is, let's remember that, um, that we're excited about being together with the church, worshiping online, uh, worshiping in person, uh, whatever it takes. Uh, And what a blessing it is to know that the Old Testament Jews felt the same way. And so on their way to church, they would they would do their playlists. And one of those songs that they would sing, um, one of the first ones that we'll do today is from Psalm 122 that says, I rejoiced when they said to me, let's go worship with God's people. That should be our attitude as well. Uh, today. So I'm excited about these songs for the road. The first ones we're going to look at are from Psalms 121 through 126. We're not going to look at all 15 of these Psalms, uh, but we are going to look at several, and we're going to start with Psalm 121. 
And the very first words out of this song uh, remind you of a hymn that we tend to sing in our churches even still today. Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And we remember that hymn, right? Unto the hills around do I lift up my longing eyes. Well, that that hymn, that song is taken almost word for word uh, from the traditional translation of Psalm 121. And it's interesting as we read these words because we it sounds almost like the psalmist is saying, hey, I'm looking to the hills for my help. Um, you know, I think of those old spaghetti westerns, as they're called, those westerns where uh, the poor frontier family was about to be uh, killed by uh, bandits or something, and they were waiting for somebody to come deliver them, and they would look at the hills for help, and then all of a sudden you heard the bugle, and there was the cavalry coming to save the day. Um, well, that I don't think that's what this psalm is saying. Uh, in fact, I think it's the opposite. I think the psalmist is saying, hey, look, I don't look to the hills for my help. I look to the Lord, the one who never sleeps, the one who never slumbers, the one who's always there for me. So let's read this psalm together. Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. If you're familiar with that great hymn, Unto the Hills, you heard a lot of that hymn in those words, didn't you? And the message is simply this. God will always be there for you. He is the creator. Uh, you don't look to the hills for your help. God made the hills. You look to the maker of those hills. You don't look to um, the cavalry. You don't look to your army, your military. You don't look to your allies. Um, there are times, of course, when we receive help and encouragement from all of those and more. But our ultimate help comes from the Lord. And the psalmist knew that. Uh, the psalmist knew that. Um, the next one, Psalm 122. I already quoted one verse from it, the very first. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. What a great blessing that is. What a great attitude that is. Do you dread going to church? If you do, I'm sorry. I'm a preacher. That must be my fault. It's a sin for church to be boring. And I wish it were not that way, but sometimes I'm afraid that it is. And and that's not the right thing to do. 1 Corinthians 14, Hebrews 10, 25, those passages like that tell us that there aren't very many passages in Scripture about the worship assembly. Those two, Acts chapter 20, when Paul is worshiping together and, and preaches till midnight and then has to heal a man who falls out a window, um, uh, and they take the Lord's Supper together, on that first day of the week, Acts 20, verse 7. Those Acts 20, 1 Corinthians 14, um, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 23 through 25 especially, they, they remind us of, of what it was like. It's a brief, small windows into the first century uh, worship assembly. We don't have very many 
a Bible teaching, very much Bible teaching that's actually in that context. But what's there is important, and it gives us a lot of guidance. And one of the things that 1 Corinthians 14 and Hebrews 10 tell us is that worship services need to be encouraging. They need to be encouraging. Uh, we focus upon God in our worship, but our purpose in, is worshiping together. You can worship it at, by yourself at any time. You don't need the rest of the church for that. But if you're going to offer up encouragement to one another, then you have to do that together. Uh, some way or another, be able to join in together and encourage one another. And, and so I think we should have the attitude of the psalmist. I rejoiced. I was glad when they said to me, Let, let's go to church. Let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go meet with our brothers and sisters and worship. So Psalm 122, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. There stands the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Verse 6 of Psalm 122, may those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. We understand this psalm is talking in Old Testament times. It's talking about the Old Testament Jews who lived according to the law of Moses. That was their constitution. They were a theocracy. And, and they would go to Jerusalem, and when Solomon built the temple, they would go there, and they would worship. And so they prayed for the peace of Jerusalem, and they prayed for the uh, uh, safety of the temple and the high priest and the priesthood and the Levites and all of those who ministered there. Uh, we're going to read one of those on Thursday that talk about the blessing of being arriving in Jerusalem to worship and has a, much of a tone of that. This psalm, however, acknowledges that, and it says, hey, I, I love I love God's, God's temple. I love God's city. I love the city of David, and I want everyone to love that, and so pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I think it's right for us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and every city today as well. Paul talks a lot about that uh, an interesting dynamic between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Jews and the church, the Christians. And as he talks about that, he says in Romans 9 through 11, hey, they're blessed. Jews today are blessed because of their heritage. They're blessed today because of their history. They're blessed today because of the patriarchs, as Paul says. And I think that's a blessing for us as well, even though most of us in the church are not from a Jewish background. Still, we acknowledge that we too are children of Abraham by faith. And so we appreciate all these things. Uh, that scripture says about uh, about the city of David and about Solomon's temple and, and about the Jews who would go there and travel and worship there and how excited and joyful they were at the thought of being able to do that. What a special, uh, special thing. Uh, let's keep reading though. Psalm 123. I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven, as the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female slave look to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. 
Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, for we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. This, this passage does not justify slavery. It doesn't justify it at all. It, it acknowledges that it's a reality in the days of the psalmist. And so the psalmist draws a lesson from that. He draws a lesson from that person, that slave who would look to their master, a woman who would look to the mistress who was her master. But they would not look to them for um, instructions. Uh, in this case, they were looking to them for help. They were looking to them to uh, for vindication and for deliverance. This psalm speaks about a person who is looking for deliverance, who is looking for justice, who's looking for vindication. And we're reminded of what Jesus did from the cross. First Peter chapter 2 talks about that. In verse 23, it says, we can, we can be able to survive in this world even if we're not vindicated, even if we don't get the justice we know we deserve. Uh, we can do what Jesus did. As Peter says, he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. And that's what we can do as well. Uh, this psalm is a wonderful psalm that, that tells us that that's what we do. Uh, we look to God for justice. We look to God for vindication and for mercy and for help and for deliverance. And even if we don't see that in this life, by faith we know that one day everything will be made right. Uh, and we praise God for that. Psalm 124 is another one of those psalms where you recognize some songs. And uh, so we're going to go through it and a couple more before we close today. Psalm 124, if the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. Um, that song, of course, uh, is one that our church actually learned a while back. The wonderful Wayne Berryman uh, taught, uh, helped us to learn that song. We don't sing it very often. But it's the song, had it not been the Lord who is on our side. And then it talks about, and it again, very close to what Psalm 124 has to say. Uh, as it says, blessed be the Lord who would not give us up. And it ends with that, blessed be the Lord. It's a great, great song, great, great hymn. Had it not been the Lord who is on our side. But as the psalm continues, we kind of recognize, at least to an extent, another uh, hymn that we have sung before. Um, verse 7, we have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Again, our help is in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. It's great great song but this also reminds us of that song flee as a bird to your mountain and that psalm is this psalm may be um, one that has led to that song but it's also from psalm 11 that speaks more uh, about that song so i think that one's probably the primary inspiration but this one reminds us of that as well we have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare the snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. What a great, great psalm, Psalm 124. 
Now, one that I mentioned earlier, Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. Psalm 125, verse 2. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forever. We love that hymn, surround us, Lord. And it starts out as the mountains surround Jerusalem, as the mountains surround Jerusalem. So the Lord surrounds his people. Oh, love that song so much. And we sing it here at West Irwin Church of Christ, and it's just a beautiful hymn. It's one that's not a that's not a, that's we've learned in the last few years, as I said, uh, but it's one that is so beautiful and gives us such comfort and such assurance. And that's why it was one of their songs for the road. That's why it was on their playlist because as they got closer and closer to Jerusalem, they would see that the uphill climb was an ascent. These are songs of ascent. And again, Jerusalem and Judea was a high elevation. Um, but as they did that, the journey got harder on them physically. Uh, but they also became excited because they knew and they sang this song as the mountains surround Jerusalem. So the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. Verse 3 of Psalm 125, the scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, for then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart, but those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be on Israel. The Jews constantly looked to God for justice and vindication. They looked to him for deliverance from their enemies. And they looked to him for blessings and protection for his people. And they received it. And so do we. Um, okay, the last uh, psalm we'll look at today is Psalm 126. And then we'll do a few more. Uh, the last several psalms of ascent on Thursday. Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. As you think about this psalm and you think about those who might be held captive or those who are away from their homeland, um, and, and the psalmist says, oh, we, were, we dreamt of the days when we could go and be with God's people again. What a great thought. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our, songs with, our tongue with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. They remember the good old days. They remember the days when, when their sins had not caused the punishment that God brought on his people from time to time to pull them back to him. Verse 4, the psalmist prays in penitence. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev in the Southland. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. It's a wonderful image. Going out on your work day <laughs> with tears and coming back uh, with joy. Going out to, see, to sow the seed and coming in with the fruit of your labor. Uh, what a great, great blessing. What a great, great image this is. Going out weeping with tears, returning with songs of joy. Uh, that's the great blessing that these pilgrims 
on their way to church, on their way to worship. Those are These are the songs that they sang. This was their playlist. And they wouldn't just listen, but they would sing. And they would remember as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. Amen. I'll see you on Thursday.